Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of Everyday Perspectives. I'm Erin Pandrella, your host, and I hope you are having a wonderful start to your new year, if that's when you're listening, when this is released. Um, I have been both letting myself take it easy and then realizing that I feel pretty good when I do things that are good for me. So I'm just figuring out balance as we enter this new year. And I haven't really set any intention for, or I haven't set any resolution for the new year. Um, I used to definitely get caught up in setting intentions around like weight loss or changing some sort of aspect of myself because I didn't think that I was good enough in the present moment. So I've definitely shifted away from that because I know that whenever I make a change out of the desire to make myself better or make myself more of something that I think I should be more of or less of something I should be less of, it never really works out very well. I'm recording today with a whole new setup. Um, I've been struggling a little bit with everything, trying to get the sound working, but it's all set up now, I think. I hope that the sound is coming out okay because I was having problems where it sounded way too loud or I couldn't hear anything. So I'm still figuring that out. Hopefully everything works out well. Um, But yeah, so... I just wanted to kind of tune into the body in the beginning of this podcast episode because that has been what I've been called to do lately is just tuning into how I feel right here right now because I have been stuck in my head a little bit. So I always find tuning into the body and the breath helps me get out of the head. So if you're listening and you're sitting in a chair, if you want to sit up a little bit, if you have the capability to close your eyes, you can do that. Or just take one mindful breath. Let it be with intention. Taking this moment for you, I think that we often think that self-care or these practices have to be something that's like five minutes long at least. But we usually say like, 30 minutes to an hour, but it really is just tuning in whenever you can and taking the time that you can for you instead of making this whole big thing. What if we find presence in just one minute? If we do that every hour, that's super amazing. So I've been trying to find small ways that I can become present that aren't so hard to tackle and don't feel so, so difficult to incorporate into my daily routine or just into my daily life. So if you want to join me, just taking one conscious breath, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. I feel better already. Sometimes one breath can just be all you need. Sometimes you need more than that, but small steps. I just went for a walk not too long ago. It's the first time I went for a walk, number one, by myself in a very long time. 
um, in the beginning of COVID and quarantine and when we were all first dealing with what this means to be in a global pandemic, I was actually doing pretty well. So like in March and April, I would say probably April of last year, I started to introduce a lot of new routines into my life. And I was practicing yoga very frequently. I was running for the first time ever. And I was going on walks very frequently. So if I wasn't running, I was going on a walk, definitely. And if I was doing yoga, basically every day, I don't, I don't even know if there was days that I missed really in the beginning. And I kept it up for a while, but you know, life happens. I think that the toll of being inside for the most part and not being able to see people that I want to see and not being able to go places um, really started to take its toll on me later as we progressed through this new normal that we're having. So I've forgotten what it's like to connect outside. And I was really struggling like a few days ago, I realized that I hadn't left the apartment in a while, not even to like go downstairs and take out the garbage. And so I made myself go downstairs and take out the garbage. Um, today I ended up helping or I ended up taking down my Christmas decorations. John wasn't feeling so great. So I did the majority of it, but I felt nice to kind of like declutter, get everything done. Our tree was like dying and it was kind of sad. So it was good to get that down. And I just was like, I need to go for a walk. I need to be outside. And we have a nature trail by our apartment, which is really awesome that we have that. I was loving it in the beginning of quarantine. I was like, so many people don't have this and I'm so lucky. And I like really was grateful for that. And then I completely forgot to use it. Um, Especially in the winter months, you're not really wanting to go outside anyway. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat myself up for it, but it just felt really nice. And it felt like this time that I needed for me. And I had so many little like glimpses of clarity and presence on this walk. I ended up walking for like an hour and just walking around the park and then going on the nature trail and then walking a little bit like on the street. And I kind of got a bunch of different areas covered on my walk. Um, and I think that I'm going to start doing that every every week now because it was just so good. It was so needed. And I just felt really clear. Um, I happened to listen to a lot of different Sarah Blondin talks on Inside Timer. She actually has a podcast that these talks come from, which I didn't even realize, but I listened to like five of them on my walk and it was just like so wonderful. And then I was just really taking in the scenery, taking in the fact that I was outside for the first time. It just felt so good. And on my walk, I really was thinking about everything that's been weighing on me lately. And of course I live in the U S and things are, pretty crazy. I mean, they've been crazy for a while, but this week was just a crazy week. And I was having a lot of anxiety during the week and I didn't even realize what was going on. And I think that I was feeling some sort of collective anxiety, but I also like ran out of my CBD and I realized that that was like a really helpful thing that really makes me not feel as anxious. But I was just having some low level anxiety throughout like every day, but then moments that it felt pretty heavy. And I was 
reflecting on it because I've been feeling a lot better today and I did a lot more things for me today. And it just was so clear to me that like when I do things for me and when I'm present in the moment for myself, I don't feel anxious. And it's always when I'm thinking about something that I've done in the past that may have not been very great or things that I'm afraid are going to happen in the future. That's when I have anxiety and it's like thinking that something's going to come back to bite me or that my imperfections are going to be seen by someone else. And it's just a lot of things that come up that are really kind of worst case scenarios about my life playing out in a not great way. And I don't think this is abnormal that I think this way. My childhood definitely had a factor in that, the way that my brain developed through trauma response. Um, It makes sense that I'm always kind of reaching for the worst case scenario in order to mentally prepare myself because I've had those sorts of scenarios in my life. So it's a defense mechanism to try and protect myself by being mentally prepared or by preparing myself for the inevitable. And preparing myself for the inevitable has looked recently like planning for the worst case scenario, planning for me losing my job or my loved ones dying or my boyfriend leaving me. And it's all very common things that have run throughout my life. But I'm able to observe them pretty well and I can separate from them. But even though I can separate that from them, they're still there. And it still feels really heavy when I'm going through those thoughts. And I've realized that I am very, very unkind to myself when I have those sorts of thoughts. Like, I'm just very unkind because I'm always assuming that I'm not going to have a good life and that I'm not, I don't deserve a good life. So I'll always kind of piggyback on some sort of things that I've done wrong, like it really seems I, it doesn't when I'm thinking about it, it doesn't really seem this way, but it really feels like I'm trying to prepare for my own karma and me thinking that I have deserved bad karma, that when I did things that were questionable or did things that were unkind or, or did things in the past that were really not great, I should pay for them now in my life. And it's hard to realize that I do that because I'm really basically saying that I'm not deserving to have anything good happen in my life because I'm not perfect. That's what's what it comes down to, that there's thoughts that come up that truly believe that. And that's subconscious. They're based on so many things that happened. And it's it's sad at times to feel that way. It's sad that my brain automatically goes to trying to protect itself or trying to prepare or trying to basically say that I'm not deserving. And I realized that a lot of my low-level anxiety that's hanging in the background always comes from that sort of same theme that something bad's going to happen because I deserve bad things because I've done not so great things in the past, even though that's not even my truth. That's not really the story. That's not the full picture. And that's my perspective of it in some way. And I've been realizing that everything, every time I come up with these worst case scenarios, I'm coming at it from a very 
ego-based human perspective that my life is just the things that I've done, whether that be good or bad, and that that's it. Like, my life is solely based on what I've done. And that's the definition of me, and that's the definition of what I deserve, is basically all boils down to what I've done in the past or have how I've acted. And I now know when I'm doing all this work and I'm figuring things out that the definition of me is not based on what I've done. And there's so much deeper things at play than just the human interactions I have, just the things of my past. There's so much more. And it's it's kind of funny because even though this podcast is a lot about like spiritual topics and a lot about just me moving through and my perspectives on this journey, I forget a lot of the time that there's something like so much bigger. And I've been reminded of that more and more and all this anxiety that's been coming up recently. I definitely know it's here to teach me that life isn't just all this human stuff. Like I'm not my job, that the day-to-day tasks are not really what my life is or it's not what I am. Like I can't keep defining myself through these human definitions. So on my walk, I really had this revelation and this moment of self-compassion and forgiveness that I'm not what I've done in the past. And there were so many reasons why I've done what I've done that were really not great. And I'm not excusing bad behaviors because I definitely think that people can use bad behaviors as kind of like a crutch or they can excuse themselves from doing really horrible things without taking responsibility. And I want to take responsibility for everything that I've done. But taking responsibility for everything that you've done and beating yourself up for it are two completely different things. And I've definitely gotten accustomed to the latter. And I think that a lot of us are accustomed to the latter because we're taught through growing up that love is conditional and it's not in this like really like obvious way that we're taught that, but it's just if we do something bad, someone gets mad at us and then we internalize that and thinking that we're not good enough or that we're not deserving of love because someone else got mad at us. And that's just the way that our brains develop when we're younger. So if you have a lot of experiences growing up that you were yelled at a lot or that just things happened in a way that were less than ideal, you could have determined a lot of things about yourself based on those circumstances. And I definitely did. And then your brain developed in a way that kind of reiterated that you're not good enough. You're not worthy. You're not lovable. But on this walk, I was just really reveling in the fact that we all deserve forgiveness and we all deserve compassion. And I'm really good at giving that to other people Um, I think that in terms of judgments, I'm really not too judgmental of other people. I think that I see judgments arise and I can like notice them, but I'll never really judge a person based on what they do because I understand that there's something like way deeper behind it. And I also understand that everything is not personal. But then when it comes to myself, I'm like so damn hard on myself and I'm 
I'll like determine my entire worth based on like what I should have shouldn't have done or what I should have done and I haven't done. And I'll determine that I'm not good enough. And I'm just, I could just be very unkind to myself in my thoughts. I'm just understanding like there's no purpose. Nothing good comes out of that. I'm continuing a pattern that was developed because someone else did that to me or the way that I internalized certain things that other people had said to me. Like I'm just continuing it by mirroring those same thoughts internally like if I didn't perform well enough when I was younger and someone told that to me now when I don't perform well enough I will beat myself up for it or I'll say certain things and then when you do that number one you're never going to come out of it with a good outlook like it's never it's never going to be a good scenario and I'm just understanding that like I can't keep beating myself up for the same mistakes or for the same things anymore because I keep doing certain things and it's this kind of this cycle and it becomes self-sabotage because you're trying to it's the self-fulfilling prophecy that's exactly what it is so I've been I just was so clear on this on my walk that it's time to have compassion and forgiveness for myself and for what I've done the way that I have it for other people. And I think that there are some times that I'm not compassionate or for, I don't have forgiveness for other people either. I could say that's very true in terms of the political climate right now in America. Um, I have a very hard time having compassion for a certain group of people, forgiving them for certain things. But me feeding hateful thoughts, words, actions into it is no better than what they are doing and then when I feed hateful things to myself what is gonna come out of it there's nothing good that's gonna come out of it I just really was understanding that it's time to do something different and I've had so many moments of self-compassion I've had so many moments of self-forgiveness this is not a realization that's this is not the first time I've realized these things at all but it feels different because of how I've been feeling lately because of the anxiety that's coming up and it's not this overwhelming anxiety but it's just you know it's the pattern it's something that's coming up frequently and I'm like hey like what does this have to teach me but now I'm realizing to really ask that question what does this have to teach me and then whenever that answer arises to do something with that answer because if you keep asking what does this have to teach me you could come up with the answers but if you're not doing anything about it nothing changes and I've seen that I've seen slight changes over time in certain ways I've seen really grand changes in my life in other ways but this is one that's like I've realized it before that I have to be kind to myself. I've realized before that I have to have compassion for myself, but there's no real big change because I'm not taking those actions in the moments that I'm beating myself up, which is still consistent. So there's just been such clarity in this that I am deserving of forgiveness and I am deserving of compassion. And I wanted to send this message out to anyone who is probably 
way harder on their on themselves than they have to be because we all often are our biggest critics. And I think that it's so important to understand that we are so deserving of this forgiveness and this compassion. And the only way that we can step into our best selves is by continuously giving it to us, taking responsibility because, you know, taking responsibility for your actions is super important. And if you do something that you don't feel good about, I don't know if it's safe to apologize. I don't know, but like learn from it, but also don't keep beating yourself up for it either. Because if you keep beating yourself up for it, you're going to do it again. You're going to do it again. And it's this shame. And I just know it from my own life. I just want everyone to know like how deserving you are of this compassion and this forgiveness and everyone's deserving of it. And when you give it to yourself, it's so much easier to give it to other people. So much easier. So that's really what I wanted to speak about in this episode. It's just be compassionate to yourself. Be forgiving. You can't control what you did in the past. You can learn from it right now. And you can move forward with this awareness that you have that you didn't have before. But there was a reason why you did it. And you're always doing the best you could in every moment. So the reason why you did it might be that's what you learned to do. That's that's the case for me. and. That's the case for everyone. If you're doing something that's not, doesn't feel right, you learn to do it at some point in your life. And it's not your fault that you learn to do it. Your trauma responses are not your fault. That's your body's biology and your mind really trying to help you survive. This is what happens, biologically speaking. So it's not your fault that you you develop certain like defense mechanisms, habits, ways of coping. It's not your fault that you've lied before because you thought that was the safest way to navigate. But we all know when we lie, hopefully that it doesn't feel good. Like I know now, like I used to lie all the time and now I feel guilty every time I even have a thought of lying. I feel guilty about it. And like, if I happen to like tell a white lie, I'm like, why did I do that? And it's a habit, yes, but you also have to take responsibility and realize you have the power to change it and not beating yourself up when you act imperfectly. Like that is so key because like I said, if you keep beating yourself up, you're going to do it again. So this is just so clear to me on my walk. It was just like, you know, being quiet in nature and just being by yourself too. And just getting outside when you haven't and just walking and just, it was just like the recipe for like all these beautiful moments that I had. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm definitely going to go on a walk tomorrow. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to send this message. Just have compassion, have forgiveness for yourself. You're deserving of it. And let's show up better than ever. Before we go, I just wanted to take this time for another present breath. If you want to join me on this one, you can sit up in your chair again if you had found that your body slouched a little bit. And just close your eyes. Watch the breath as it goes in and out of the body. If you want to take three deep cleansing breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth, at your own pace. (sighs) 
Again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If it resonated with you, I would hope that you can share it with someone that you think might benefit from it. Um, If you want to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, that's super helpful for me as I'm a growing podcast, just trying to get the information out to those who could benefit from it. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm so happy that you did. If you've been coming back, thank you so much. I love you guys. And I'll catch you on the next one.